In today's show, we're here to look at buy lows. We're here to look at sell highs. Look, here to look at trades for fantasy basketball. We're here to listen to Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here. We're going to talk um, buy lows, sell highs, trades. Remember, a buy low trade does not mean you have to go and get this player. It means if you can get them at a cheap price because the other manager is panicking, you do it. A sell high does not mean you drop the player, does not mean you have to move on from the player, does not mean you have to trade them away. It means that if someone wants to overpay for that guy, I think their production is going to drop, so you try and cash in. Otherwise, you just write it out. I think that should be a concept that you get drilled into your head consistently, that a buy low does not mean you have to acquire. A sell high does not mean you have to trade away. It means that you should be looking at it. You should be interested in it if it appears. And if, yeah, if it works out, it works out. All right, let's look at what happened a couple of weeks ago. The week 14 buy low sell high recap. How did we go? Well, pretty bloody well. These guys were all listed as buy lows. Russell Westbrook. He was the 244th ranked player. Since that show, he's the 60th ranked player. Kevin Love was the 243rd ranked player. Since that show, he's the 95th ranked player. People were considering dropping Kevin Love during that stretch. This is why you had to hold through it. Trey Young was the 41st ranked player. He's now the 4th ranked player. Now that's probably veering on too high for Trey. And you could easily say, hey, maybe now he's a sell high. But yeah, that was an obvious one. Johnny Collins went from 147th to 42nd. Just goes to show that if you can execute these things at the right time for the right price, you can get some real value. The Jedi Ogenobi was 116th. People were also telling me, I'm considering dropping him. Yeah, maybe not. 40th ranked player over the last two weeks. So all of the buy lows from two weeks ago hit. What about the sell highs? Well, they all hit as well. Chris Middleton was 6th. He's now 20th. That's not a big drop off. And... I think you're going to see that 20 rank from Middleton start to drop even further over the coming weeks. So if you traded him for like a top, or you you traded him and got a top 20 player back, you're going to win. Like it's it's an easy one. Anthony Simons was 14th. I talked about Simons back then saying, yo, I don't know how worried I am about the return of McCullum. And I think he'll still produce, but what he's currently doing He's got nothing to do with McCullum. It's He was shooting like crazy numbers and that was going to fall back. And I think top 50, top 60 for him is reasonable rest of the season. Top 20 wasn't. So he was 14th back then. He's 44th over the last two weeks. And that's a reasonable estimation of where he can finish. Bob Covington was 23rd. He's gone to 96th. Again, it was just predicated on gigantically huge steal numbers. I don't know when the hell Larry Nance is coming back. So that's helping Covington. But those gigantic numbers he was putting up have fallen off a little bit. Spencer Dinwiddie, well, this is funny. He was 29th. He's now 163rd. I don't even think he's a 12-team must-roster player. But if you could have got any sort of value back in a trade for him, it would have been great. Seth Curry was 25th. He's missed some time over this period, but he has played some games. He's 161st now 
over the last two weeks. Yeah, that's probably veering towards being a buy low, being 161st. But what he was doing in the two weeks prior to that, prior to week 14, were unsustainable. And we saw that. So that was a pretty good, pretty good week, that show two weeks ago. I hope you were able to take advantage of some of those moves, hopefully. So let's look at what we've got this week for week 16. Which players we're looking at as buy lows and sell highs. Let's start with the sell highs. Let's start with Christopher Paul. Chris Paul's the third-ranked player over the last two weeks. Um, Chris Paul's also an excellent example of why blanketly listing people as injury-prone can give you issues. As we say all the time, you're injury-prone until you're not. You're an Ironman until you're not. Now, I'll still always have caution about drafting a guy like Porzingis or Jimmy Butler, who seems to consistently have something happen. But that doesn't mean that it's always going to be the case. Joel Embiid, look at him this year. Like this, these things don't continue on forever. Sometimes, most of the time, a lot of the time, injuries are just bad luck. Chris Paul's the third-ranked player over the last two weeks in seven games. He's playing 38 minutes a night. There's a number one thing where you go, okay, that's going to come down. 20 points and 13 assists. Jesus, that's crazy. 57% from the field as well. That's a pretty insane number. He's doing that, shooting 63% from two and 45 from three. Now, his three-point shot had struggled earlier this season. It's obviously not struggling now. In points leagues, he's eighth over the last two weeks. Paul is the 20th ranked player for the season. I think anywhere between 20 to 30 is a reasonable estimation for his rest of rest of year run. Anywhere in that range is, is fine. Um, but if you can get a top 10 player back, you do it. Like he's obviously putting up top 10 numbers at the moment. If you can get that, you do it. Otherwise, you write it out. That is the point. You write it out if you can't get that value. You don't sell him for a top 25 player because that he is a top 25 player. If you can get a top 10 guy, then yeah, that's what you need to do in that sort of situation. But what you also need to do is listen to me tell you about turbo tax people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes but for turbo tax live experts that's what makes things interesting we all have unique lives whether you're invested in crypto for the first time this year own an up-and-coming small business or are raising rambunctious twins or you know doing what i do hosting podcasts and writing stuff it's it's more complicated than a basic um, tax situation. So luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing, they've got your taxes. Intuit, Intuit, Intuit? Yeah, Intuit, TurboTax Live. These guys are back, Rock Auto. We haven't heard from them for a while. But, you know, if you're looking to get parts for your car, why would you bother going to the local chain auto parts store? We hate them. We hate the local chain auto parts stores because you can get those parts at a cheaper price without having to leave your house and deal with the often intimidating questionings from the bloke behind the counter. So go to rockauto.com. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. So go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their hat. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA trade deadline's coming Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. So we've got a live show on Locked On NBA on our YouTube channel. Kim Becker, John Corrales, and me, Josh Lloyd, hosting the live NBA trade deadline show. We'll react to all the moves as they happen, giving real-life perspectives as well as the fantasy implications of all of those moves. So head to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, search it up, hit the notification bell, and make sure you're checking us out when we go live. Thursday, February the 10th, 2 p.m. Eastern, we are going live for a two-hour special on the NBA trade deadline. So let's go on to the next sell high, and I'm looking at Jakob Pertl in San Antonio. Jakob Pertl has been putting up some really good numbers. Look, really good. He is the 26th ranked player over the last two weeks, 22nd in points leagues. That's obviously crazy. He's averaging 31 minutes. Yep, that's normal. 19 and 10. Almost three blocks and shooting 71 from the field. He's also shooting 63% from the line. I think that can't be understated because he's been a horrible free throw shooter, like 40%. And that drags overall ranking numbers down quite a bit. So you move from actually horrible to just bad. And you can jump 40, 50 spots in rankings. But that's not the only thing that's pushing him up this high. The three blocks are insane. The 71% shooting is crazy. Like, they are numbers which are super impressive. Even the 10 rebounds is really good for Pearl. Now, I think he's a really good player. I think you should value him as even a top 80 guy, top 90 guy with the poor free throws. And in a punt free throw situation, he is a top 50 sort of a player. But at the moment, that's 71. And in particular, the three blocks per game, that's not the realistic expectation for Pirtle as we move forward. So see if there's any way you can get a top 40 guy back. Yeah, you look at players in that range over the last couple of weeks. He's ahead of Vooch, Valanchunas, Bam. I'd take all of those guys if I could. Because, but it, it is it is dependent on your team. Yeah, high field goals, high blocks. He's going to continue to do that. Just probably not at this level. So just be really interested in, in trading him away. Take on offers, see what you can get. But don't go too low. Like, don't sell too low on this bloke because, again, the free throws, you're not even worrying about them with him because you know they're bad. You know they are. And you have planned for that. That's what your team is built around at this point. So that's not an issue. It's about those other things being a little bit elevated at the moment. This one here is not so much about his current production, Kyrie Irving, more the fact that he's going to miss a bunch of games. He's the ninth-ranked player on a per-game basis over the last two weeks, 20th in points leagues, and he's posting some really good numbers. He's averaging almost 29 uh, points per game. He's hitting 95% from the line. He's a good free throw shooter. That's high. He's hitting 51% from the field. Again, he's a good, he's a really good shooter. That's high. 57% from two. He's averaging six and a half assists and 1.2 steals. They're all normal numbers for Kyrie. There's nothing abnormal about that. But he's going to miss a bunch of games in March. He's got a nice little five-game run, I think, here in a row of playing games on the road. He's going to play all the games this week. It's, it's a really strong run for him. There is a game coming up for him against the Knicks, though. So that's he's going to have to miss that one because even though it's on the road, it's, it's at the Knicks. Um, but when you head, head to March, you're going to have one-game weeks for him, two-game weeks for him. So any, any top 70 player, I know that's crazy for a guy that's the ninth-ranked guy, and I think on a per-game basis, Kyrie is going to be in the 9-12 to 12 range this season. He's, what, 13th for the season so far on a per-game basis? Any any trade, you can get a top 70 player because you're going to get into fantasy playoffs. He's not going to play. 
He's just going to miss too much time. And no, the Knicks, not the Knicks, no, the Nets are not going to play the New York fine. They're not going to be out. They're not going to pay that fine for him to play home games. Regardless of if how small it is, $5,000, they will not do it because the NBA will not allow them to do it. Simple as that. So don't be like, oh, get to the playoffs. They'll get desperate. They'll just pay the fine. Do you think if they wanted to pay the fine, they just wouldn't have done it already? It's five grand. They could have just done it the whole time. Like it's not a lot of money. Joe Sy's worth billions of billions of dollars. $5,000 times what? 40 home games. It's not that much money. I mean, it is for you or me. It's not that much money for them. It's a drop in the ocean. The NBA won't allow them to do it. So it's not going to happen unless New York changes their rules. And I really don't think they're changing their rules at any point in the next three months. So yeah, get rid of him. You've got to trade him away, I think. It's, it's almost impossible. I know it's just like having a super guy that comes out of my IL slot. But what it means is it takes up your IL slot. It takes up all of your acquisitions for the week to actually move him in and out and get guys to replace him. And then he comes and plays one game Okay, it's. I don't think it's worth it at all. Another sell high option, Barton Will Barton in Denver. He's the 46th ranked player over the last two weeks. Barton is. His numbers are pretty good. He's averaging 17 points, but it's over five assists. He's shooting 52% from the field. He's hitting 62% of his two pointers. Barton has had some struggles this year. He's the 84th ranked player. Um, he's had some struggles with his shot at times. His minutes are fine. He's had lots of injury issues. We know that. Yeah, just in and out and be probable, ruled down to doubt, uh, not probable to out and all those sort of things, which are frustrating, of course. Um, but that sort of shooting 52% for a guy that's maybe a 44, 45% guy a lot of the time, it's too high. The 5.2 assists is probably a little bit high as well. And even if it is, you know, 4.2 to 5.2, it's nothing, Josh. That's a bit, it's not a big drop. It's 20%. That's a 20% drop. It's a, it's a, that's an impact. And yeah, that takes you from 46 to 56 or to 60. And then you lose 52% to 45%. And that takes you to 80. And there you go. There's your value just chopped off straight away. That's how much stuff can change or how quickly stuff can change with smaller variances. So try and get a top 60 player for Barton. If it doesn't work, you ride out the hot streak. But just try to do that. This other one's an interesting one. I think they're all interesting, but this is a really interesting one. Ayo Dasunmu. He is, over the last two weeks, the 49th ranked player. That is obviously really good. He is 70th in points leagues over that time. Obviously really good. He's playing 37 minutes a night, and for the foreseeable future, he's probably going to continue to play big minutes with no Lonzo Ball or Alex Caruso. Those guys aren't coming back probably until mid-March. So you're talking at least you know, six, seven more weeks for those guys. And yeah, that takes you into the start of fantasy playoffs, if not through fantasy playoffs. So how do we view what he's doing? Well, over the last two weeks, he's giving us 5.8 assists. Like that's well above the 2.2 that he's averaging this season. Like it, is, it is a big jump. Even on a per 36 basis, it's almost, well, it's not quite double. It's 3.4 to 5.5 assist rate. And that's because Lonzo's out and he is taking on that role. But what he's also done during this time is not only has he taken his assists up, but he's taken his free throws up 20 percentage points. He's now up to 84.6. He's at 64.7 for the season. He's also taken his steals per 36 from 1 up to 1.6. It's a big, big jump. So those 1.6 steals, maybe they're down at 1.1, 1.2, and that is a big, big drop. His shooting numbers continue to be impressive, 59% from 2. His three-pointers have actually leveled off, so he's at 37%. And that's realistic. Like he can keep keep doing that, but it's that high two point percentage, 
the improved steal numbers, the high assist numbers, which are happening at the moment. And maybe they can continue. And I, I do think he is a must-roster guy for this stretch. But top 50, top 60 is probably a little bit too high. Top 100, sure thing. Right, you can get there. Will he continue to be the guy that distributes all of the assists? Or will Levine and DeRose and, yeah, and Vooch take more of that away? I think they probably end up will doing uh, will be yeah, they probably will end up doing that. So I'm not looking at Dasumnu as this level of fantasy player for the rest of the season. But what I am here to do is tell you that BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting action for this season. The Super Bowl, we're here. We've decided it. It's the Bengals and the Rams. So whether you're looking to bet on the spread, straight up, player props, BetOnline is going to have everything you need for the biggest game of the year in the NFL playoffs. But it's not just NFL. We're talking basketball. You're talking hockey. You've got boxing. You've got UFC. You've even got your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. Go to betonline.com. Sorry, betonline.ag and use our promo code, which is locked on, and get a 50% welcome deposit bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some buy low players now. Drew Holiday. Over the last two weeks, Drew has come back from his ankle injury. He's the 57th ranked player in category leagues and 71st in points leagues. They're not bad numbers. But Drew's like a top 35 sort of a player, I think. He's playing just 30 minutes a night. He's averaging under a steal, 0.8 steals. He's actually, now you go 0.3 blocks. What's, what's the point of that? Well, Drew Holiday's a bloody good shot blocker as a guard. So instead of 0.3, maybe he's 0.7. And again, that doesn't seem like much, but 0.3 blocks is one per week. 0.7 blocks is two to three per week. And while that doesn't make big differences overall, in a low-volume category like blocks where 30 blocks might win it for the week, if you get three blocks, four blocks for the week, that's over 10% of your total. It's a big deal. He's also averaging just 15 points per game during this period. Yeah, I look at Drew, who is the 37th ranked player this season, as a top 30 guy rest of the way. So have a look. Can you get him for a top 50 player? Yeah, top 55, can you do that? I'd be trying to do it. Those numbers are going to come up. I feel pretty confident in that. Also feel pretty confident that Evan Mobley's numbers are going to improve because he's the 240th ranked player over the last two weeks. That's obviously really low. He is the 76th ranked player for this season. Why are his numbers so low? He's playing 36 minutes a night, so it's not that. He's averaging almost 16 points with nine rebounds, which is basically what he's doing for the year. He's averaging 15 and eight, so it's about the same. He's hitting 52% from the field, and he's at 51 for the year. But he's hitting 49% from the line and doing it on really large volume. His uh, season numbers from the line is 66% on three and a half attempts. Bad, but easily manageable. Over the last six games, 49% on almost six attempts. So not only has he dropped 20 percentage points, but he's almost you know, one and a half times hit the attempts. It's a big, big impact. So he's gone from a negative 1.55 Z score in free throw percentage, which is manageable, to a negative 5.8, which is not manageable. You, you, you can't recover from that. That is... I have just turned your team into a punt free throw scenario. Now, he's a guy that's like a 70% free throw guy earlier this year until this little dip. 70% free throw guy in college. And even if you look at him as a 63, 64% guy this season, it's not going to be as negatively impactful as this. 
He also, somehow, is just not getting steals anymore. Now, he's only at 0.7 for the season, but he's had like two steals over his last six games. And that's dropped way down. And that's a big, big negative. He wasn't a huge positive in that area, but he also wasn't a big negative, And he is at the moment. Look at Mobley as a 70 to 90 ranked player. Rest of season, punt free throws, turn that into top 50. But at the moment, it's just too aggressive on the free throws and the lack of steals is really hurting him. Let's look at Budrick Heald. I do not think Bud Heald is a must roster player. Now, I'll say that now. But not everyone plays in a 12-team league. If you're in a 12-team league, Buddy Heald is not a must-roster player. He's fine to have, but he's not a must-roster player. But if you're in a deeper league, he's actually just shitting the bed at a huge rate. 300th in category leagues, 243rd in points leagues over the last two weeks. He's doing some stuff which is just unfathomably bad. Now, he is unfathomably bad in general as a player. I don't love him as a player at all. He's only hitting 38% of his shots this year, 42% from two. His two-point shooting is abysmal. But over the last two weeks, he is hitting an unconscionable 21% from the field. He is hitting 18% from two and 29% from three. That is just ludicrously bad. He is averaging 5.8 points per game. There is no... For his, I don't care how bad you think Buddy Heald is, there is no way that this continues. There is no chance. I look at Heald as maybe a top 150 guy rest of season. Maybe best case, he's top 120. But it's a long way from being 300th. All you need, you just need to hit some shots, my guy. You, you those 5.8 points that goes to 13 points. The 1.23s goes to three threes. Look, it's really easy stuff here. If someone drops him in a 14 team league, you add him. You can, if you can get him for any, look, anything outside the top 170, you do it. At the moment, he is just struggling in a gigantic way. Norman Powell, a bit of a buy low as well. He's returned from COVID slash personal issues. Hasn't really quite found his groove. He's not far off, but hasn't quite found it. 138th over the last two weeks, 100th in points leagues. He's usually a pretty reliable, pretty good shooter. Unfortunately, the free throws just aren't going in. 68% from the line. He's not a good assist player, but 1.5 assists is not great. He's normally 2.2, 2.3. But that, that's still a sizable difference. And he's only hitting 48% from two. He's normally a 53% guy there. Yeah, I think when we look at Powell, he's the 94th ranked player this season. He could be top 80 the rest of the way here. And yeah, he's basically looking like a fringe waiver wire player. So if you can give up your two worst guys to get him, yeah, do it. Some real struggles happening for him at the moment. Let's go to the last player on the buy low list. That's Joshy Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We have seen already, not to say that that will translate as we move forward, but we've seen already that when Shea is out, Giddy steps it up. Assists go up. Usage goes up. Scoring goes up. He's really struggling. 171st over the last two weeks, 92nd in points leagues. Why? Well, numerous reasons. Under 40 from the field, 50 from the line, 0.7 steals. Yeah, he's averaging one steal a game. I mean, only five assists, and he averages 6.1. I would expect the 6.1 without Shea to head to seven. The steals, they should be one to 1.2. Even the 39% from the field, like 42, he's been at 42 for the last two months. He's been at 67 for the last two months from the line. Yet they've dropped off over the last six games. So the steals can go, the field goals can go, the free throws can go, the assists can go, the scoring can go. All that stuff is set to rise, I think, pretty significantly. And I think you look at him as probably a top 80 guy, at least for the next three weeks. So when you're looking at Giddy, there is some real value, I think, here in buying low. 
it might be a little bit hard if people are taking the Shea injury into consideration, which they should be, but they might not be. They might just not, not like Josh Giddy, And they might be just so obsessed with the poor shooting. And, oh, my God, look at these turnovers. It, so It took me so long to convince people that Giddy was a must-roster player. So, yeah, this is your opportunity. Before he actually gets a chance to play without Shea for this three-week period, maybe more, get him again. Buy him cheap. And you literally might have a top 70 player on your hands for this stretch of time. That'll do it. For me today, don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give me a thumb up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.